I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the Disney Plus show, What If? The new trailer for Eternals, and our movie of the week, Rock and Roll. Alright, JV, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, how about you? Doing awesome, man. Doing awesome. Yeah. I know you had a show on Saturday night, man. I, I sorry I couldn't make it. Uh, a little out of my driving distance. But how was it? It was crazy. Played at the art bar in Columbia. Nice. And the people that came out were wild. I was mosh pitting. There was uh people falling down over the top of each other. Wow. And like broken drinks and stuff. It was wild. It was crazy. Just a rip roaring good time. It was awesome. Was it yep. like that one scene in Ace Ventura Pet Detective when he has to go see the the guy and he has to go through the rock concert? Was it like that? It was exactly like that. Dude. Yes. Dude. I never want to be a part of that, man. There's a lot of pushing and shoving and stuff, and it's just not my style. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it looks fun. It was exactly distance. like an Ace Ventura movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad so That's glad start promoting the shows that way <laughs> good deal man yeah. good deal awesome but uh now let's talk about uh this new disney plus marvel show what if the first one was basically the first avenger but reversed yes uh what'd yeah. you think man let's talk about it they did like those legacy shows did you see any of the legacy shows or whatever it was called i tried i couldn't really get through yeah. them though yeah i kind of felt like it was gonna be something like that but it really came out the gate very strong very very strong and i actually i watched the second one episode earlier today we'll nice. talk about that till you get to watch it i won't spoil that one for you but the way it came together and just that story would have been awesome as a movie as I mean, well 
as a Joe Johnston like directed movie, <laughs> Captain Carter. Basically, what yeah. what happens in What If is that there is a moment, there's a wrinkle in time, and if you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to really spoil it. But if there's a wrinkle in time mm-hmm. in the galaxy and what's going in the world somewhere, and it changes the course of history. So Steve mm-hmm. Rogers doesn't become captain america right it's actually uh peggy right peggy Peggy carter Carter, yeah she becomes captain carter and the suit that stark makes her with the shield is all like british the whole like british flag and british emblems and everything she like it's a cartoon but she looks like a badass okay like she she's a lot taller bigger stronger more intense. Yeah. And like the direction that they went with this episode. Yeah. I would love to see it on the big screen, man. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like that. They still incorporated a lot of elements of Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, so many elements, oh, yeah. but some <clears throat> things were kind of twisted on its head as well. Basically, the whole thing was that one moment just toppled all these events that we know happened with the movies. You know, it's basically every moment where you could be like, what if this didn't happen? What yeah. if this went the other way? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So you did say you ch- you checked out the second episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I got about was- 22 minutes of it, and then I passed out. It was real late last night, actually. Of the yeah. second episode? Yeah. I mean, the first nice. one, I just I was sweating the entire time. That's how, much, that's how intense yeah. it was. You know what I mean? Uh, just exuded <laughs> all my energy on that first episode. And so I tried to get through it, but I did like that it was Chadwick Boseman voicing T'Challa, who gets picked up by the Ravagers and becomes Star-Lord. And, like, a respected Star-Lord. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that the, you know, everybody's voice is the, the actors, pretty much. That's cool. I, I really dug that. And that... <laughs> Just the way like uh, Thanos is involved in that is <laughs> it's fantastic. That was kind of a surprise. Kind of want to hang out with Thanos now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a gardener now, right? <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about this, man. We have the Eternals. Oh yeah. Um, and this is the big budget Marvel movie that we've been really waiting for. Um, just because this awesome cast led by yeah. Angelina Jolie, this new trailer, man, talk to me. You know, we saw that first teaser trailer and left a bunch of questions open. Then they drop a second trailer, which pretty much answers all the questions we have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you, Marvel. Yeah. So we find out that this movie is being made because of Hulk Snap, pretty much. That's what's pushing the Eternals to come back because all the people coming back, the synergy that's released. What I'm gathering from it is they've been kind of doing their own thing for centuries, right? Because they haven't seen each other in centuries is what it mentions. So I suppose these deviants were probably locked away or something or other with that. And now... With the power surge, they're coming back. Now they're resurfacing. So, you know, we see the Celestials. We're not really sure how that plays in yet. But just seems, like I said, like all these Deviants are going to be coming back. So now they got to do their job, which was to fight the Deviants. This movie looks <laughs> and has the feel that it's going to be really mystical. Yeah. Like a lot of like 
magical powers that are happening. I think each member has their mm-hmm. own set of skills that they kind of bring to this Eternals team. The thing that I'm most uh, excited for is you have some really good actors in this movie, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good cast. It's really like testament to Disney and Marvel to now just get like the best of the best on screen, right? You got, you start from Robert Downey Jr. who makes like 500K on Iron Man Becomes mm-hmm. the biggest movie star on the planet because of Iron Man. And with that draw <laughs> and that return, you can get Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You can get Richard Madden, Kumal Nanjiani. You know what I mean? You can bring Angelina Jolie back to us, basically. Y- yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's been off the map for a while. Yes, thank you. And I feel like that's what's going to be the strength of this movie. Yeah, it's going to be some fight scenes. Yeah, it's going to be some mystical arts type thing Mm -hmm. that we got from Doctor Strange type stuff. But I think the strength is just going to be the powerful actors that are in this movie, man. And that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. This seems going to be like the push to the next phase real hard, like our next baddies type push point. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that. Remember, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. And we were all like, let's get weird. All right, Marvel, we're here. <laughs> let's yeah. get weird. Keep getting weirder. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Just keep keep pushing the weird. because we, we keep on getting less grounded and less grounded. Right. They want they wanted yeah. to ground everything in like reality and not get all mystical. That's why they started with Iron Man, you know, the Hulk. Yeah. And then they started to like, you know, really start bringing it. Well, they wanted to ground us first. Now it's just like, hey, bring it, man. Let your freak flag fly. OK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Marvel. Let's go. And we're all for it. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, man. Uh, you hear any of the uh, leaked Spider-Man trailer rumors? <sighs> okay, so I, mean, I haven't tried to find it. I'm just I've just seen a lot of things saying that it's been leaked. But there's been a lot of stuff, right? There's been like yeah. Marvel's not going to release a trailer. Because uh, yeah. they know it's going to make over a billion dollars, which is dumb. Um, I also heard that they literally bringing like 17 Spider-Mans back. Even the one from like the like the 70s show or whatever. Oh, okay. It's just been so many different rumors with this that I just stopped. Yeah. I just literally stopped and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life. It just wait. It just wait, right? Because like it's something's going to come to me. I don't have to go find it. Yeah. I don't get why people think it's like the coolest thing to report on a leaked video or this is going to happen or that going to happen. Like, like I like to be in the movie theater and I like to be surprised. That's the beauty of it for me. Right. So I, I, I heard some stuff, but I don't play yeah. into any of that. I, I, I know me with movie in a pod, I, I'm never going to, unless I really know it, black, black widow, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh call anything out or or, or yeah. say anything unless I'm 100% certain, which I mean, at this point in time, I'm one for one, guys. So, batting a thousand, right? You know? That's look real good. <laughs> I'm retiring on top right now with that. So, <laughs> speaking of of movies, man, oh, it's all old finally, right? right? It's been in theaters forever and I finally got to see it. The other night, um, I was supposed to hang out with some buddies, and they all flaked. So I was like, screw it. To the movies yeah. I go. 
Yeah. Saw like a 10, 15 movie on a Saturday night. Dumbest mistake <laughs> wow. on the planet, right? Teen Central. You know, did you make it through the whole thing? Oh, I did. I mean, yeah, I, I had a pop that kept me awake. <laughs> Just hit the caffeine. Straight main line in my veins, uh, Pepsi. So <laughs> these teenagers, man, I don't know what it is, but they do not respect the movie going experience in a theater. Like, it's one thing if you're at your own home and it's you and one other friend or two other friends and you're no. watching a movie. Yeah, talk through it. Look at your phone, whatever. Get on Snapchat, whatever. You're in the comfort of your own home. But these kids take this exact same thing, and I'm going on my old man rant right now. I know it. Darn teenagers. It's the gray hairs. But there's <laughs> supposed to be like a, a unwritten etiquette rule of the movie theater where, one, you don't talk. Two, you stay off your phone. They literally tell you these things before the movie starts. <laughs> it's not unwritten. It's literally like in video form at the movie theater. I mean – I know, I know a few years ago, I don't know if it was AMC or Regal or whoever, they would even have somebody like a video where somebody goes like, Shh, cut that off or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so shut up. Enjoy the movie. Yeah, talk about it. But talk about it after the fact. Let everybody enjoy it. And the, and the problem is they're talking like we're talking right now. That whisper. Yeah. It's none of this. It's none of, oh, let me get some popcorn. This is happening. You know what I mean? Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Ultimately. But yeah, I got you. Old was a very interesting movie. Um, it would have been better if those kids would have sh- been quiet. Like every movie would. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan has these weird twists at the end of all of his movies. Uh, this one's no different. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. You don't have to see it on the biggest screen possible. Like, it's not really movie theater worthy, but it is a fun, creepy, interesting flick. And I'll leave you with that. Word. All right, man. You ready to hop into our movie of the week, sir? Yeah, let's get it done. I think I've been taking too much of everybody's uh, time on, on their drive to or from work or whatever they're doing. We got exactly four minutes and 23 seconds to finish the rest of the pod. All right. So let's go rock and roll. It came out in yeah. 2008, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we got a little bit more, more time than that. So let's go ahead and rock Took it. up 40 minutes talking about <laughs> old. <laughs> All right, guys. So our Never movie did. of the week is uh, Rock and Roll. This came out in 2008. Uh, there's a couple other movies that came out in 2008. Um, Grand Torino, Seven Pounds. The Strangers, Twilight, the, the the first one. Oh, the first one. Mm. Uh, Body of Lies, Step Brothers. Gosh, we should definitely review that movie at some point in time. Man, that came back. Hell, that's been a minute already. I Jeez. know. Uh, the Hurt Locker, Taken, the first Liam Neeson Taken, 2008. Um, <laughs> He's still, still, still people. busting heads, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 75 years old, right? He's He got some skills, bro. Yeah. Um, and then you have Iron Man and hmm. the best movie of 2008. Like, it just, The Dark Knight. Come on. It doesn't get any better than that, right? <laughs> just the best. Right. Movie all the time. Uh, so this movie, Rock and Roll, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Written and directed by this guy named Ritchie. His name is Guy Ritchie, guys. I'm just messing. That's fine. 
<laughs> oh, we had a budget of 18 mil for this one and a gross of 25 mil. So it, it made its money back, but wasn't a big hitter. Man, I'm going to talk about that point here in a little bit. Um, it's very interesting, but continue. Yeah. Starting this one, uh, we got a large cast, but I'm just going to hit up the first few. Obviously, we got Gerard Butler as 1-2, uh, Mark Strong as Archie, Tom Wilkinson as Lenny Cole, Toby Kebble as Johnny Quid, Tom Hardy as Handsome Bob, Idris Elba as Mumbles, Fandy Newton as Stella, Jeremy Piven as Roman, and Chris Ludacris Bridges as Mickey. Drop bows on you. Drop them bows. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's one of his songs or not, guys. I have no uh, clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JV, like you do so eloquently every single week, man, give us a quick synopsis before we dive into this movie. Oh, boy. All right, Clyde. You got to follow me on this one, all right? Good luck, bro. <laughs> So we got a London kingpin who's double-crossed multiple times by multiple people while he's trying to secure a deal for his services from a Russian businessman. There's a painting stolen by a dead man, then that's stolen by some junkies, all while the wild bunch is stealing money from the Russian who originally lent the lucky painting out to the London kingpin whose son stole it from him to begin with. Let's go. Uh, That's beautiful. A lot of people die. A lot of people die. He's not done. Uh, Tom Hardy gets weird with Gerard Butler. And we learn a little too much about crawfish as well. (laughs) Dude, that was probably the best synopsis. Like, it's been a minute since you had a good one. You've nailed it, okay? I think they need to put that on the IMDb page. That's just my opinion. But That was perfect, you know. man. Awesome. So, all right. Uh, rock and roll. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the plot here, man. Yeah, so, man. you basically covered it. But yeah. my first note says there's a lot going on in this film, right? <laughs> And yes, it, it really starts us all over the place. Like you said, we're dealing with London mobsters and kingpins. Yeah. Uh, we're dealing with a uh, supposed to be dead, cracked out rock star. Mm-hmm. This uh, land development deal, because back in the early mid 2000s, land deals in London were on the up and up. A lot of shady accountants and lawyers, just a lot of deals going down in the underbelly of London. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a reoccurring term I'm going to use a lot during this review is underbelly of London. You know, you already know by watching that the opening that these characters at some point in time are all going to intersect toward the goal, whatever the goal is. You don't really know at first, um, you know, Lenny's goal yeah. as the kingpin, he's trying to secure this deal with this Russian uh, businessman. But a lot of things kind of get in the way and you... Just nailed everything. <laughs> you, you outlined everything, man. So. so I was watching the Tomorrow War again, bro. Okay, and- bro. Have you yeah. heard of the action movie rule of Chris? All right, uh, here we go. What are you talking about, Clyde? Okay, the action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You got to hear me out here, bro. Let's go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. 
Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, the Australian guy, six foot four, right? Thor, (laughs) Black Hat, Extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm-hmm. The Tomorrow War. There's one you were just watching. Star-Lord, yeah. Jurassic World, the Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? <laughs> got my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hours, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action-packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? This dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Just every yeah, single one that's... of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Your name is Chris. You kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, multiple times. Action, action, and more action, bro. Talk yes. to me, man. Who, who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley's the GOAT. No doubt. Let's get that out the way. Uh, but for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most of the time. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to, to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit so, it, man. Clyde, so, Clyde, I'm, what's up? Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys. Hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. It takes you around the block a few times. Like, you know, it, it's a big circle of people just doing each other bad. Oh, the yeah. The whole movie. You know, and there's not a lot hidden in the movie for the, you know, for the most part. I mean, you know what everybody's up to. But at the next turn, it changes. <laughs> you know, it, it just keeps Everybody keeps screwing each other over. <laughs> and exactly. And it keeps escalating and escalating and escalating yeah. to a point, right? Where yeah. like this is the only way it can conclude. So nah man. Mm-hmm. Killed it right there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into these characters. Let's start with Gerard Butler's one two. So this guy's a really good dancer, right? Dude, percolate, uh, bro. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's uh, a you know, kind of the the leader of the the wild bunch. He seems, you know, cares about his guys, and he has no problem whatsoever. You know, doing what he needs to do to get the things done that he wants to get done. Yeah, you know, him being the leader of these guys who handle odd jobs for various upstanding in criminal organizations, right? Mm-hmm. So he's do, they're mm-hmm. doing stuff for accountants and lawyers, doing you know criminal activities for them. He's, they're also doing criminal activities for. Like these gangsters and mobs and basically mm-hmm. anybody who's going to get, pay them for their services, right? You can just tell that he is this slick, good dressing ladies man. Mm-hmm. You know, he also you can tell that he really loves his team, man, and the guys that he works yeah. with and will do anything for them, which we find out later that this is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do. I, I do like uh, Gerard Butler in this role, right? You can always tell that one two is always scheming. Like you always can, you can just tell mm. on screen that the gears are always turning, trying to find that next 
job or that next deal or what's going to happen next. Yeah. And he he needs to do this because his team owes Lenny Cole a lot of money, but got to pay them by, yeah. by the end of the month. So <laughs> um, then we got uh, Tom Wilkerson as Lenny Cole, kind of the a central figure throughout this movie. What'd you think, man? Typical movie mobster. Uh, big headed, think he's untouchable. You know, he's got a lot of money and he using, he's using that to control the city. You know, he's multiple times he says, this is my city. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he uses that, uses that power to, you know, grease, grease some hands, get permits for whatever he wants, you know, stops people from doing this, that or the other if he doesn't want them to. So, you know, typical mob boss, I feel like. Or movie mob boss, I mean, I don't know, not in real life, but <laughs> you know, man, I I, I see uh, Lenny Cole and how he kind of operates uh, the underbelly of London. You know, the all the criminal world. I told you, we use this phrase a hey, lot. I, please do. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it takes me back to our our club going days, right? Where if we didn't want to stand in that long ass line that was like around the corner. We would just go to the front, and we would literally grease the the bouncer's hand <laughs> with us with a spot. I'm not going to tell you guys right. how much. I'm not going to tell you how many George Washingtons were in my hand, but that <laughs> went. But there was more than one. Okay, we'll just say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just to kind of get in <clears throat> and skip that line, right? That was like the yeah. amount of greasing that we did to, to get into a place or whatever this dude does that with everything that he does like yeah. <laughs> right he's able to grease lawyers so it's always a means to another another deal yeah right? lawyers judges accountants you know what for them to do his bidding and his wishes and whatever he wants to accomplish right you know we talked about how the wild bunch owes lenny cole money they only owe him money because their deal fell through. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big circle of mess, man. And like, so he's creating these circles of mess himself to stay on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a lot going on there. I also like the, you know, he is by the, Russian mobster businessman or whatever he's he's giving a painting to keep uh during mm. this deal but loses it and that's when you can see Lenny Cole just kind of start spiraling out of control freaking <laughs> out right? that was like the point yeah because yeah, as soon as he he knows it's lost the guy's like you know I kind of want my painting back <laughs> Really yeah, then he just he just starts drinking and just start losing his mind. Stalling, stalling, stalling. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go over awesome. to uh, Idris Elba. The reason why we're even watching this movie, he's the tie-in from our last movie, The Suicide Squad, hmm. as mm-hmm. Mumbles, uh, leader, mm-hmm. uh, member. Sorry, not the leader, but a member of the Wild Bunch and one two's best mate. You know, I, mm. I will say I, I love the way Londoners talk. It's super cool, right? It's totally different right. about how we would say things. Like we would say best friend. They say best mate. I'm like, Man, that's right. that's a slick right there. But it's Idris Elba. And Idris Elba just has this knack for he he plays the slick, cool London mobster gangster type guy. Yeah. Lower tier with the wild bunch. And he's just trying to get by, man. He's just trying to not do any hard time, pay back Lenny Cole. And he is 
basically the right hand man of one two. He's always by his side. Uh, he was basically like the same character as one two. Yeah, he was. It, anytime you saw saw Gerard Butler, you pretty much saw uh, Idris Elba right beside him. Chilling, doing his um, damn thing. Just chill, <laughs> just chilling. He's there when you need him. You know, he he's he's scheming plans just the same. Yeah, and I think that's what made them a, a great team and and the stuff they did in the movie. And then we got uh, Sandy Newton as Estella, a thirty year old accountant who is one two's on and off lover. She's supposed to be like the best criminal accountant in all of London, right? And you can tell she gets paid quite well to do the job. Or she just takes the money. I mean, <laughs> see, it's her business deal, or she just figures out how to just take. It. I love how she's scheming as as well. I love that. Oh yeah, she's just straight to the point too with everything. You know, she told them what she needed, get it done. All about her. No worries about you know everybody else really. Uh, we got our narrator up next. We got Mark Strong as Archie or Archibald. This guy's Lenny's right hand man. Yeah, I like I like his character because he's there. To help out Lenny any way he can and basically run his criminal organization. Uh, but he yeah. also tries to get Lenny to see how the world is changing to keep up with it, right? And mm-hmm. Lenny's old school. Uh, he's stuck in his old school ways and doesn't want to change. Uh, I also like that he does narrate this entire world and we're piercing through like his eyes about how he he mm-hmm. sees it. One of Mark Strong's like strongest movies that he's played in is this movie because he carries it the entire movie. Man, I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed him in this role. Trying to kind of be that compass for Lenny the best he can, but Lenny just wants to use all the power he's got and just kind of bulldoze over everything. You know, that just takes a golf club to the knee at some point. Just, you know, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you got to handle situations different. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh- <laughs> yeah, Archie was cool. You know, he was, uh, he kept his cool as much as he needed to. Uh, and he also seemed to care for Lenny's stepson a lot more than Lenny did. Yeah. Definitely noticed that. More of a father figure to him. Yeah. I guess because, like, he was. Probably in charge of, you know, there was that shot of him picking up the kid from school and stuff. So he was definitely there for him. Tom Hardy as handsome Bob. Uh, (laughs) One thing I want to say about this for, I don't know, uh, I don't know, since 2008, for some reason, I thought his name was handsome Rob the entire time. Uh, I just found out, oh, I don't know, like three days ago when I'm watching this movie again. Um, that's actually handsome Bob. Handsome Bob. Okay, <laughs> my mistake, guys. Um, but he's another member of the Wild Bunch. Who he's the he's the driver. He's the getaway driver. And there's yeah. really no Wild Bunch without him. Mumbles makes that known plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The interesting thing about Tom Hardy as uh, Handsome Bob is about he, throughout this time of this movie, he's in trouble of going away and doing a stretch. A stretch mm-hmm. is uh, a stretch of time in jail. So they'll say, you know, we'll, he'll do a two stretch or a 10 stretch or something. And yeah. I forgot the amount of years that he was going away for, but it was it was a pretty penny. It was a lot. I want to say it was five. Maybe? Five stretch. That sounds about right. We'll five. go with that. I think it was five. So it's the night before 
uh, he's sentenced <laughs> to go away, right? And I, I love this scene because there's so much act, so much like great acting in this scene, right? And uh, yeah. just a side note, like Guy Ritchie being able to write and direct uh, this movie, uh, which he's done with a lot of his his movies that he makes, he writes and directs, and he does it fantastic. If they're more big budget, other type movies. There's a writer's room or a writer who does it, whatever. But like his concepts are fantastic because they're character driven. We talked about a lot of that mm-hmm. last week with James Gunn. Uh, this scene, the night before he gets sentenced to whatever stretch of time <laughs> of jail he's supposed to do, it's him and it's handsome Bob and one two in this car. They're just driving down the street. <laughs> <laughs> One, two is like, yo, man, we got strippers, we got alcohol, we got all this going on. This is your man. going away party, baby. And Bob yeah. was just like, I don't I don't want any of that. I all I want is you. Right. And the <laughs> the, the way Gerard Butler just like freaks out and act mm-hmm. like he just overreacts to this, right? <laughs> Come on, man. You're you see yeah. my thing, man. I'm you're handsome, yeah. Bob. <laughs> handsome, Bob. Just the whole thing is like a, a master class in acting and like re, reacting yeah. to something, right? Which is just like fabulous and how Guy Ritchie got his characters to, I got his actors to just put that much passion into this scene, yeah. man. It's, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Also one of the funniest as well. <laughs> because after. Yeah, like he just kind of sits back down. He's like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> every emotion every single yeah. emotion happens so <laughs> just a great scene man but tom hardy as as handsome bob is just another great character mm-hmm. i also love that everybody knows that uh handsome bob is gay except for one two <laughs> like like i love how how one two goes to mumbles and cookie back at the, like their yeah. warehouse or whatever and mumbles is like yeah man everybody knows come on dude like like, like it's no You're big thing right yeah. <laughs> oh man oh no we got uh toby kebel as johnny quid the reason why we even have a name of this movie called the rock and rock and roller yeah. talk to me javi this dude was a uh, very intense you know as johnny quid he killed a few guys Oh yeah. Without really any remorse about it, he penciled he penciled the dude. Yeah. <laughs> the bouncer. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. He had to take out a few gangsters and uh no, nah, I mean he was just his scenes were always so so intense from yeah, losing his temper to, you know, when he's taking drugs and he's you know going, you know, freaking out from that. Um even the end where he's just being real emotional yeah he was fantastic man I, I really enjoyed that character yeah he's this uh cracked out rock and roll star who fakes his death and steals this mysterious painting and that's kind of like his 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 muse during his whole cracked yeah. out phase or whatever he's doing in this crack house and literally has no motives except to get high every day and just enjoy yeah. staring at this painting right i got a quick question what's up man I've only seen this movie. I saw this movie a long time ago, and then I watched it one more time before the pod. Okay. Did we ever see the painting? No. That's the beauty of it, so. man. Yeah, you never see the painting. So it's like, what the hell is this painting? <laughs> that is the beauty of it, right? I love it how, like, yeah. Lenny Cole goes into meet the Russian oligarch or the Russian monster, whatever the hell he is, and sees the painting, and it's his lucky... Wow. They start talking about it. It's his lucky painting, and the the Russian is like, Take it for a few days. 
Go yeah. ahead, have it until our deal is done. Fannie Newton has the wild bunch start stealing money from the Russians. He needs his lucky painting back, so he calls Lenny for his lucky painting. The lucky painting's <laughs> gone. Why? <laughs> because Johnny Quid, Lenny's stepson, has the painting, right? So it's just like, yeah, it brings good luck, but it's also bad luck, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's also bad luck if you don't have it in your possession anymore. Oh, no, yeah. But yeah, we never we never get a glimpse of what the actual painting is. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, man, what the hell was that painting? And I was like, I like we never saw what it was. Okay. Never. Whatever. Never, man. That's just that great guy, Richie, yeah. like directing and writing. So let's jump over here to, to the sets in the movie, man. Let's uh, wrap this up in one little quick segment here. Uh, London's alive and fun in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. You get to see a lot of it, right? You get the financial sector. Yeah. You get that criminal underworld. A few dope shots of the countryside. Yeah. You see a lot, man. And my favorite is kind of the segment is when the two Russian hitmen are chasing the wild bunch, right? <laughs> and you see a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> you see they're like in the financial sector where they steal the money to all the way to, you know, just like lower East side London mm-hmm. uh, when Mumbles is on that little segue or whatever. And then <laughs> one, two on the railroad tracks, man, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? How he outruns the uh, the bigger heavyset mobster, but like I love I love this scene. It's so be- beautiful, actually. It's just a guy <laughs> Richie type thing. He's yeah, he, he's on the railroad track and he's outrunning the heavy heavier guy. Heavier guy drops, and right behind the heavier guy is like the more in shape, like Russian, like roided out dude. And the dude just yeah. like takes off his suit, his his button up shirt, and just starts chasing and chasing him, man. And this is the dope. This <laughs> is a dope scene. You're on this like abandoned railroad track, man. Something you wouldn't yeah. expect, but uh, it just makes London just seem really cool, dirty, and just awesome all at the same time. Steve Isles, man, he is the composer uh, and delivers an amazing score of rock music to to this movie and once again it just oozes and fits in just like every scene man it's just yeah it really takes you on a ride all right guys thanks for joining us on our review of rock and roller javi uh what you think about the movie man how many buckets of popcorn would you give it i'm giving this one a three out of five nice talk to me Really liked this cast, and I liked the way the plot kept me intrigued. Uh, didn't make me do a whole lot of investigative work throughout the <laughs> throughout it. You know, I had to write down a bunch of stuff on paper and try to, you know, draw strings and stuff across my wall to other people's pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so three out of five, man. What about you? Nice, 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 man. This is a Guy Ritchie classic. I love how he writes and directs. He throws a lot at you, and then just as the movie progresses, the onion kind of peels away until you get to the middle, mm-hmm. and you see how everybody is entangled with each other and basically screwing each other uh, throughout the entire <laughs> movie, man. And that's kind of the fun of the movie. Right. He does a fantastic job. Uh, this gets four buckets of popcorn for me, man. I really love this movie, and it's really rewatchable. I'm probably going to watch it tonight before I go to bed again. That's that's how good this movie is, man. And nope. Gerard Butler as one, two, with Mumbles and uh, Handsome mm-hmm. Bob, the Wild Bunch. They're just the best part of this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, four oh, buckets. Yeah. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Rock and Roller. 
Next week, we'll be discussing the 2010 heist film, Inception. And that's streaming on HBO Max and Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.